This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hour three starts right now on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messenger. She's Kate Constable, filling in for Jenks. We've got a great hour in store if you stick with us. We'll start with a little sprinkling of baseball talk. Yes, baseball is right around the corner. It's February the 22nd. Spring training, I believe, has already started for a lot of these teams. And, you know, the start of the season is a mere, uh, what, a month away. So we'll talk uh, MVP odds, maybe who is worth your money in that market. Then it's a 20. It's on to the NBA, our favorite plays in the association on this Thursday night. And then we've saved our best for last. Our best bets come your way at 8.40 as we give you our best picks of the entire slate. Uh, Kate, I don't know your thermometer on baseball. And number one, I think the biggest question is, where does your allegiance lie living in Chicago? Is it Cubs or is it White Sox? Uh, My allegiance is up for grabs right now, Chelsea. Because I am a White Sox fan, but um, (laughs) the team letting clearly not not a not a diehard. No, they're they're awful. The the decisions the front office makes are awful. They won't pay any players, and then they let Jason Benetti go. That was the last straw. Season tickets not renewed this year. you like that was the reason I watched White Sox games was Steve Stone and Jason Benetti together were fantastic. Um, throw it on the TV, like you're gonna get a bad product on the field, but at least they're entertaining to listen to. So now I don't know. Um, and I'm really only like I'll caveat this by saying I'm I married a diehard White Sox fan, Chelsea. I think I showed you this once before. Um, this is our, this is our. Um, I got this for my birthday. Um, oh, it's a brick at the White Sox stadium outside. I didn't ask for this for my birthday, but I mean, a cute gesture, right? Um, so we're, we're White Sox fans, but, uh, with the way the team is trending right now, it's hard to root for them. So my temperature on baseball is pretty cold. I'm looking to heat it up a little bit this year. I'm uh, going to start dabbling and betting more on, uh, MLB this coming season. But for now, it's kind of um, a work in progress. Yeah, it's a little lukewarm, a little tepid. What, that brick, <laughs> that makes me laugh because doesn't your husband love sports mem- memorabilia? So yes. he probably thought, man, this is so cool. I'm going to get this for Kate. She's going to love it. That was a gift for him that he gave to me. Yes, that was yes. complete. Everything you see behind me is all his stuff. I Like I don't collect bobbleheads or anything. Um, so yeah, he's a freak when it comes to all that stuff, but I mean, it's kind of cute. The year we got married, right? I guess. Yeah. Where are the bricks? Like, are the bricks on the ground? Like I, yeah, they're... I don't think I've been to guaranteed rate field. Um, they are around the stadium and most of them are like kind of by the entrance, like the main entrance, um, as you come in behind home plate. So it kind of like goes around it but now the White Sox are talking about moving stadiums closer into the city uh building a new stadium so I don't know does my brick go with it what happens to my brick then I don't know Um, yeah it sounds like something you do need to find out but I will say usually the White Sox are at least entertaining 
Like they have some swaggy guys in the lineup. And I will say when Tony LaRusso was the manager, God, I loved watching him high step, uh, you know, up to home plate saying, I'm going to do something about this call. I think that's one of my favorite gifts in all of baseball is, do you know what I'm talking about? When <laughs> yes, Tony LaRusso is like running to the plate, like gingerly, like he's in the marching band or something. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. So I kind of miss him, you know, running around there in MLB, but his time was probably up. Uh, so we'll see what my favorite gift of this year will maybe be. And maybe it belongs to one of these MVP candidates. Uh, MLB, before we get into the MVP odds, here's what MLB.com thinks of the best players in baseball right now. And granted, this is an opinion and certainly not fact, but let's see what they had to say. Uh, number one, they gave to Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves, the reigning National League MVP who hits a bunch of home runs, steals a bunch of bases, and is pretty solid in uh, the outfield as well. Would I put him number one? Maybe not. Uh, number two goes to Mookie Betts. Number three, Aaron Judge. Number four, Shohei Otani. That kind of shocked me because I get it that if Otani is not pitching – Maybe you put him at number four, but if he's healthy and he's pitching, guy needs to be number one. Like the runaway MVP in the American League last year. Like he's a two-way unicorn. What are we doing here? Uh, followed by Freddie Freeman, Corey Seager, Juan Soto, Jordan Alvarez, Garrett Cole, and Julio Rodriguez. I'm not a huge fan of like lists because half the time I feel like they do things just to like stir the pot. Have you ever noticed this? Like I think the yeah. worst one is like, the Madden ratings. These NFL players get so butthurt about their Madden ratings. And I'm like, this is for Madden. This does not determine your contract. I don't know why people just look at these lists and think that they're like, you know, the Bible, but people yeah, love them. People love to talk about them. But that's like uh, sports talk radio. That's what we do best is make lists. Like we yeah. love to make lists. And it is basically just to stir the pot, to get reaction, to get people talking, conversation started. Because now all of a sudden people see Shohei Otani number four on this list. And I, I mean, I saw that and I thought, uh, no, that's way too low. I understand he won't be pitching this year, but still it one of the best hitters in the game that's got to count for something yeah. and he's going to be back on the mound eventually. It's just not going to be this year. So I, I mean, I guess this is this current year, the top players, but I still think Otani needs to be closer to the top. Yeah. I think they did this to maybe stir the pot. And I also think that they put like the big market players in there a little bit more because yeah. Matt brought this up in the chat, three Yankees players in the top 10 for a team that was I think 16 games behind the Orioles in the American League East last year. Yeah. But I will say this is a testament to how much of a team game that baseball really is. Because I think if you look at other sports, you say, okay, who is the best player in the game? That team's going to have a really good shot at winning a title. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. probably the best player in the league. Look where they went. They won a Super Bowl for the second year in a row. But when it comes to baseball, even if you have the MVP on your team, it does not guarantee you a World Series title. And I think that's where sometimes people fall into this trap of saying, oh, man, look at all these big names that the Dodgers have, that the Yankees have. They're going to win a World Series. Not so fast, my friend. That's not the way baseball works. 
Well, I mean, how many times has Mike Trout won awards and Shohei Otani and the Angels, what, missed the playoffs like every year? Yeah, they year? don't go to the playoffs. Yeah. Right. So you're completely right in that you need more than just one or two big names. And even then, it, it sometimes is not enough. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Padres and who was it? The Mets last year. Like the Mets were terrible oh, last year. God. And they were supposed to be really good, right? Yeah. Did anyone think they were one of the, the favorites Rangers to win it all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do you remember where the Rangers were at the beginning of the season last year in terms of odds to win the World Series? They definitely weren't up there, but they did make massive trades. Like they traded okay. for their big name pitchers. So, you know, some of that was not built into the number to start with, but also they had Jacob DeGrom to start the year and he got injured and wasn't even a factor in the back half of the season or the postseason so like you you could say like you trade out one for the other you know trade out max scherzer for jacob Degrom, uh and maybe it's similar but the rangers were not given enough credit in the preseason market is what i think you're asking no they were not one of the favorites and of course they won the world series so it just feels like a volatile game uh i will say some of it is how the team is constructed and i will say this about the yankees I do think Juan Soto was an excellent pickup for the Yankees, a left-handed power hitter that's going to absolutely put up massive numbers at Yankee Stadium in the short ports that they have. He's somebody who's in a contract year uh, because he is on the last year of his remaining mm-hmm. deal. So basically, this is a tryout, you know, to stay on the Yankees and to get another big, huge, massive deal uh, after his last one because the guy's only 25, too, and he's going to have some protection in that lineup with uh, Aaron Judge and with John Carlos Stanton, it is a good lineup that needed somebody that number one can stay healthy. Cause that's the other problem with the Yankees and their power hitters. They're not on the field for half the season. Juan Soto played, I want to say 160 games last year. Like he played a lot of games uh, for the Padres and also somebody who can hit for average. He is not just a power hitter. He is one of the best pure hitters in all of baseball. So um, you probably have a little inkling of who I like for American League MVP. Right now, it's Aaron Judge, his teammate, your favorite at plus 550, Juan Soto 6-1, to one, Jordan Alvarez of the Astros 9-1, to one, Corey Seager at 10-1. to one. So, Kate, I think I laid it out. I like Juan Soto to win MVP in the American League. Uh, do you think that it's worth taking, like, one of the favorites? Because here's the other thing in the futures market. I don't love taking one of the favorites to start the season just because a lot of things can go wrong. And we haven't even started spring training because injuries happen in spring training. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is one of those markets that maybe you wait till like a week before the season to bet on. I just feel like this time of year, like, I don't know, too many things can go wrong. Well, and you may get off like a team as good as they are, the Yankees, as many stars as they have, do they get off to a slow start? And if they drop, you know, five, 10 games in the first couple months of the season, like those numbers are probably going to get a lot better on, on judge and um, Soto. I was looking at maybe like a longer shot. Uh, Adley Rutschman first year in yeah. the league last year was so good um, on the best team in the American league last year. I think he, if he can continue up his upward projection and kind of make another, take another step this year, 25 to, to one, I think you're getting some pretty good value there. Uh, I just have not been Chelsea, like a 
futures better when it comes to baseball because I'm just starting to bet on like the actual games. So strategy wise, in terms of like how to approach the futures market in each sport is a little different. Um, so if you're saying maybe wait until after spring training, you know, maybe wait until the start of the season. Um, do you think you would get a better number on someone like Rutschman uh, after the year gets going a little bit? I don't think so. I don't think this is one of those markets that's going to be influenced by like a week. I'm just saying for injury sake, because, you know, big star players right. will go down in spring training. Uh, I don't think this number will change. And here's the difference about the MLB MVP as opposed to other leagues. It is not dependent on how your team does. Like that's why Mike Trout and Otani has won this award uh, because of their individual numbers. It is even if the Yankees go on some stretch where they're losing a bunch of games, if Aaron Judge is still ripping home runs, you know, he's still probably going to win MVP. It is not nearly as dependent on the team's success. I think the sabotage factor for Adley Rushman is the fact that he only hit 20 home runs last year and 154 games. Because the thing about MVP, they love the sexy stat. And the sexy stat is home runs. So even if you're batting for average, like the only case that we had last year for it was the guy for the Marlins that was – Flirting with batting 400, Arise, uh, Lewis Arise, I believe. Uh, there was a second there where I thought, okay, you know, if he gets close to batting 400 for the season, he has a chance at winning MVP, but you've got to do like those kind of historic numbers to be in the conversation if you're not hitting the long ball. And that's why I think we have like a lot of Yankees in this list because ballpark does matter. You know, if you're playing at um, a field that is more home run friendly, you're going to hit more home runs. Even though with Aaron Judge, I don't think it matters. Like, he hits absolute bombs. The guy looks like an NFL tight end. Uh, but still, that definitely goes into it. As far as the National League goes, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., your favorite, plus 525. He's somebody that has some trouble staying healthy as well. So I'm not so sure when it comes to the National League. Like, all the favorites you could probably make a case for. Bryce Harper is intriguing. So is Freddie Freeman. When it comes to consistency, I feel like Freddie Freeman is one of the most consistent performers in all of baseball. Like, if you look at his numbers, he's there every single year. And he's hitting for average. Uh, he's hitting for the home run. And he plays on the Dodgers, where he's going to have plenty of protection. And he's playing on a big market team. Yeah, his last three years, he's hit 331, 325. 300, 341, 295, 309, 307, 302. The guy's a career 301 hitter. Like that kind of consistency, like it's hard to make a case against him. Yeah, you're not getting that from, um, like you said, Acuna, who's a little bit injury prone. Uh, Tatis, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., like is he going to be able to be more consistent this year? I know he's missed a lot of time with suspensions and stuff, but maybe mm -hmm. he's someone... Uh, would you look at him at all, Chelsea, to kind of have a bounce back season? Well, he's certainly good. Like, he has the top end potential, but he, it's also built into the number. I think the big name players, like, you're not getting a bargain on. Uh, so I think I like Freddie Freeman a little bit more, and the price is a little better. All right, on the other end, time to switch gears to the NBA, our favorite plays in the association coming your way. Stick with us.
The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. It's the final hour of the Daily Tip. Uh, We will be looking at the NBA games tonight, including a big one between Oklahoma City and the LA Clippers. Should be a good game. Kind of want to watch it uh, in the NBA and give you our best bets uh, for the night in basketball. Kate and I were just laughing about uh, some of the service we've experienced while getting iced coffee. <laughs> I was talking about the difference in service between Dunkin' and Starbucks because Starbucks, like, it's more expensive, but you kind of know what you're getting. The baristas are usually very good at their jobs, and they always do seem like they're in a good mood. And I was going to ask you this, Kate, because I am not somebody who is very good at faking a good mood, and everybody on the show <laughs> will certainly attest to that. Uh, but have you ever worked in the service industry? Because I feel like personalities like mine are not great when you work in the service industry. Uh, I have not. Um, so I can't really attest to that. I feel like I am kind of along the same lines where like if I'm in a bad mood or having a bad day, you'll kind of know it. Or I'll try and yeah. be like bubbly, but like, sarcastic and like maybe throw some jabs here and there and that probably isn't great for getting good tips so i don't think i would be great in the service industry uh plus i'm very clumsy so carrying around plates or delivering drinks to people's table i would be spilling all over people it would not be good so that's part of the reason i've stayed out of the service industry for now yeah i was a bartender for a bit or i should clarify i was a like a a cocktail server or like uh when they did bottle service i was a bottle service girl and let me tell you uh the personality was not great but if you're like young (laughs) and like blonde and like you flirt a little bit like you can get away with a lot because they would be like okay i want a mojito and i was like no you don't you want a beer i'm not making you a mojito sweetie Uh, i'm really busy so here's a natty light and you're gonna love it so that's what i would do to try to like get around some work like i don't want to make a mojito do you know how many steps that is like i don't even like putting things in the oven when there's an option to put in the microwave are you like this when bagel bites is like hey these bagel bites are extra scrumptious if you put them in the oven i'm like well i only got three minutes so i'm gonna put it in the microwave because i don't plan ahead all that well and then to do that then you have to preheat the oven wait like wait 15 minutes for that to happen and then it cooks way longer i mean it's a product but i'm uh an instant gratification person like just throw them in the microwave that way i can eat them and taste them faster versus having to wait especially if i'm hungry like absolutely there's no way i actually have burns on the top of my mouth right now because i ate what did i eat last night that was um i made gnocchi and i ate it when it was too hot burnt the top of my mouth um, so that's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm throwing in the microwave. I'm doing the quick stuff versus the long, the long haul for the better product in the end. But, uh, no, it's all the same. Yeah. If I wanted to cook, do you think I would be making bagel bites? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> know your demographic here. Like we're not cooks. We're making bagel bites and you're absolutely yeah. right. If I am making something in the microwave, 
there is a 95% chance that one part of my mouth is going to be burnt. Uh, like, I don't think ever, you never eat in a hot pocket without burning one part of your tongue no. because we're all idiots. We're like, is it done yet? Ouch. No. Is it done yet? Ouch. No. And you just keep doing that process until eventually it cools off. And that's why, you know, uh, probably need to work on my life skills a little bit, but <laughs> what about our gambling skills? Uh, maybe I'm a little bit better at that because I'm not cooking, I'm not cleaning, and I'm not waiting on my food from the microwave. But one thing I will <laughs> be looking forward to is this Clippers and Thunders, uh, Thunder matchup, I should say. Thunder, already plural. Uh, Oklahoma City, two and a half point favorites here and a total of 236 and a half. So I was looking at this one and I was thinking, man, the Clippers have been so good in this recent stretch. They're coming off a break. And they're getting two and a half points. But also, I'll say this. The Clippers have not been good as underdogs this year. So maybe a tiny red flag there. And sometimes when I see stars like, I don't know, James Harden, these are the type of players that I kind of question. Uh, their motivation coming out of the break. Feels like he's one that may be a little sluggish coming out of the break. I could be <laughs> wrong here. Uh, but as I mentioned, the Clippers as underdogs this year, just two and eight. Kate, do you have a better read here other than this just being a good game to watch? Uh, I certainly agree with you. James Harden might be a little sluggish. I'm sure he was hitting the clubs pretty hard in the all-star break. Um, but I do lean towards the Clippers in this one, grabbing the points with them. Um, this is the final game of this series. It's tied 1-1. These teams only play each other three times this year. So I think this is going to be a competitive game that comes down to the end. Uh, I do like LA in this one because in, in the game that the Thunder beat the Clippers, it was in LA. The, the Clippers were on a back-to-back -back with travel after losing in Dallas the night before. Kawhi Leonard didn't play in that game. It was their third game in four nights, and Clippers defense struggled. Like, it showed that they were very tired. OKC shot over 58% from the field, over 47% from deep. Uh, LA also turned the ball over 15 times, led to a ton of easy baskets for the Thunder. So I think there's a lot of things that happened in that game that made OKC's that win look extremely good. I just, I'm not sure that's going to translate to this matchup, especially when you would imagine both teams are coming in fully rested. I know we did just talk about James Harden likely not being fully rested, but that's for a different reason other than playing it back to back. Um, in terms of net rating, like these teams are basically identical thunder, uh, 2.7 Clippers, 2.6 in, in net rating. Uh, so I think this is one that's going to come down to the wire. And if that's the case, I want to have some points in my pocket at the end. So I would take the two and a half with the road team here. Do you think the points matter here? I always have this discussion because when I feel like it's under a possession, normally I'll just go for the money line, especially in the NBA where points aren't at a premium. Like the total is 235 and a half here, uh, as opposed right. to maybe in college basketball where we have totals in like the 130s. Would you take them on the money line or you just – holding on to that two and a half, you know, point spread a little bit. <clears throat> That's a good question. There are some times where I would just take them on the money line. I always think, and this is me being more of like a casual better than a professional better that's putting thousands on each game. If I'm getting plus 110 to minus 115 for 20 bucks on a game, I mean, what is that? Maybe a couple dollars. I would prefer to win my bet and pocket that money versus like, potentially lose it for th what three a three dollar difference something like that 
Like if you're yeah. betting thousands on these games, that's going to be quite the difference, minus 115 to plus 110. So in that case, like, yes, there is a big enough. So I always tend just to take the the points just to play it safe, have a little bit of a buffer. But I certainly couldn't talk anyone off of playing the money line in this one because I do think the Clippers um, are a team that can go into OKC and win. Plus, the Thunder have a couple different pieces that they're incorporating into the lineup. Like, this is the first time Gordon Hayward is going to be available mm-hmm. for OKC since being traded <clears throat> and now being healthy. So maybe that takes a little bit of time. Um, so, yeah, whatever way you want to play the Clippers tonight, I think they're the right side. Yeah, either way, I do want to watch this game uh, if I can. Yeah. Oh, 8 p.m.? God. Yeah. Some of these tip-offs, a little too late. But I think that's probably the game of the night as far as – you know, from a purely watching perspective, that are the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, let's look at some of these other games. We'll go to your Bulls. Uh, you're in Chicago. Bulls hosting the Celtics tonight. Boston laying seven and a half. We know Boston has been the cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference. The best points differential, I believe, in all of basketball. They have a six-game lead over the Cavs. Um, but we've got a seven and a half point spread here. Do you think the Bulls can put up a fight? I do. Uh, I don't think they have a shot at winning this game, but the Bulls have been feisty and they've been good at covering numbers. Um, they, I mean, the Bulls will get down by 20, they'll get up by 20, and somehow it'll all kind of even itself out in the end. So even if the Bulls look like they're completely out of a game, a lot of times their effort will still be there and they'll make a run and uh, at least, you know, to cover eight and a half, I think that's certainly doable. Um, I also think you could look towards the under in this one because Boston's defense is so good. And Chicago is is solid on that end of the floor. And again, they're feisty. They're going to play hard. Um, the Bulls aren't anything great this year, but at least for the most part, you're getting some effort from them night in and night out. And I believe Boston lost in Chicago last year. They've struggled the last couple seasons in Chicago, and they're terrible at covering numbers. They are just mm-hmm. three, uh, three, four, five, and one. Um, against the spread over their last 10 games on the road, 10, 13, and three overall on the road um, in terms of ATS. So Celtics, not great. I would have to look at the Bulls tonight. Yeah, it does feel like a sleepy spot for the Celtics. This is not like a meaningful game. It's the game back from the all-star break. I don't think it would ever be Celtics for me. Like maybe you could talk me off playing the Bulls. And here's one thing that you probably should know. Uh, the line has gone steadily up in this one. So we are seeing some money come in on Boston. This line uh, started, I believe, at seven and has since gone all the way up to eight and a half. So maybe if you wait, you can get even more points if you're playing the Bulls uh, in that matchup. And then I saw the Lakers and the Warriors on the schedule. And I said, ooh, the last time these two squared off, uh, we had some major fireworks between Steph Curry and LeBron James. And then I saw the injury report and I was like, oh, well, guess we won't be saying that again because guess who's on the injury report? LeBron James. He is out for this game with an ankle injury. So we will not be seeing this. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, he's always on the injury report. It says he's probable. Uh, so maybe he plays. Uh, as far as Golden State goes, this feels like a team that definitely went into the break with some momentum. If you look at them, they had won – uh, six of their last seven games, covering the number in six of those last seven. Only loss coming in a five-point loss to a very good Clippers team. So uh, when you're looking at the point spread here, Golden State laying six and a total of 243. Kate, would you be on Golden State? 
I don't, I wish I had gotten it at four and a half before LeBron was out. Um, but I, yes, I would still lay the points with the Warriors. Both of these teams went in the break with a ton of momentum. They had won uh, mm-hmm. five of their last six games each, I believe. Um, but I just trust the Warriors more to continue that momentum. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga has been playing fantastic since Draymond Green was back from his second suspension of the season. Uh, the Warriors have been nine and five straight up. Their defense has improved from 24th to seventh offense went from 13th to one. So with green on the floor now consistently we're starting to see an uptick in what this team uh can be and and their potential kind of living up to that potential offense they've been great um clay i mean you kind of have to worry about him every night but if he's okay accepting a lesser role or a role off the bench i mean he just poured in a ton uh in his first game coming off the bench in that final game before the all-star break so I think I would have to take the Warriors in this one. No LeBron worries me for the Lakers. Anthony Davis can do quite a bit, but I'm not sure he can, he can do it all himself, especially if the the Warriors are knocking down a ton from deep in this one. Yeah, I think I'd lean towards Golden State. I will say both these teams just straight up need some wins. Looking at Golden State yeah. sitting at 27 and 26, the Lakers 31 and 26. So mm-hmm. it's not like a game in February is super meaningful. But just know that the urgency is certainly there for Golden State that feels like they're taking like their last gasp before maybe the dynasty is coming to an end. Like, remember, they tried to trade for LeBron. What are we doing? He's not going anywhere. No. Yeah. So it does feel like Golden State has some urgency that they are now playing with. Will they cover the five and a half or six? I don't know, but I do think they win this game. Uh, probably would lay the points as well. Uh, some other uh, games going on in the league. We've got, uh, let's go back to the Magic and the Cavs. Let's see if we can nail down a, a read here. Cavs laying six and a half, total of to- 215 and a half. I think from the jump, it kind of scares me to lay six and a half when the total's really low. Clearly, points are at a premium. Both these teams, uh, squarely defensive minded squads. Orlando struggles offensively. Uh, but their defense, one of the best in the league. Cleveland, uh, one of the best uh, defensive teams in the league as well. And a really good rebounding squad as well. So, Kate, do you have a read here that you like? Uh, I, I keep going back and forth. I mean, Cleveland's been great at covering numbers this year. But uh, Orlando is one another one of those teams that's feisty and is never going to go away. Cleveland's great in the first quarter and I could see them coming out, you know, ready to play, especially being at home in this first game back. So maybe you look at a first quarter number. Uh, I do kind of like the total Chelsea to stay under. And I know uh, you've said you maybe would lean towards the over here, but I just think both of these teams, they're so good on the defensive end. I mean, in the last 10 games, uh, Cleveland is second in defensive rating they're second in net rating and uh orlando's not far behind top 10 in defensive rating and as to your point the magic their offense can kind of stall out and be a little um lackluster pedestrian at time. yeah yes so um under 216 and a half is my best lean in this game yeah i definitely wouldn't be on the over like the only reason i would not be on the under is just because the total is really low like anything in the teens makes me a little nervous but it would not shock me if one of these sides stays in the 90s so i'd be with you leaning towards the under and the calves and the magic coming up next our best has been saved for last our best bets coming your way in mere moments 
here on The Daily Dope, presented by BetMGM. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to The Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right. Final segment of The Daily Tip starts now. On the BetQL Network, I'm Chelsea Messenger. She's Kate Constable filling in for Michael Jenkins today. In mere moments, we will give you our best bets of the day. But first, how about what's coming up next on BetQL Daily? Jared Smith, betting analyst for Fox Sports Radio, joins the program. I know he knows just about everything about every sport. Uh, So I'm sure he will give some college hoops plays and maybe – some futures looks. I know he's a Yankees fan, uh, maybe for baseball. Uh, and if you ever miss any of our stuff throughout the show, you can always catch the podcast. Uh, just search The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts, and we've got you covered with all of our conversations today, including what Justin Field said that is raising a few <laughs> red flags for us when it comes to his personal life. So, Kate, how are we feeling? Let's get a, a thermometer read, as I have said throughout the show on how you are feeling because let me tell you this is not an easy fill-in role like as somebody who's filling in it's not easy for a spot start when it's such a early time to wake up so are you feeling tired yet or is the coffee working uh i'm feeling a little tired but i am not allowing myself to take a nap today so i can go to bed early tonight so i'm just i i'm gonna have to power through there's no other option uh but when i filled in on the show before i will typically head back to bed like the moment we get off and sleep for an hour but i've got some things to do today um so i I have to stay up i know those are the worst yeah i have actually a lot to get done today um and so i'm planning on being in bed by like seven tonight that way we can get up and do this again tomorrow, Chelsea, because it's been fun. So the coffee will continue to flow throughout the afternoon, the water as well. Um, maybe get a little sunshine, a little 10-minute walk to to wake up at some point throughout the day. Um, but other than that, NBA's back. We got more picks to to give out, things like that. So um, got to just power through. It's, it's tough. You got to power through. But it, maybe it's one of those days where you treat yourself. We were just talking about how, like, that little True. walk to go get an iced coffee – it's just, I don't know. I've it feels nice. The endorphins. Week, What's this week? I mean, you yeah. can treat yourself more than once a week. Do you know what god awful hour we wake up on the show? The only way I get through this job is bribing myself every single morning. Did you know <laughs> that I buy myself cookies that I put in my kitchen that I say, if I get up right now, Chelsea, you can go get yourself a cookie. You That's have genius. to bribe yourself. When you wake up this damn early, you got to do it. Go get yourself a coffee. You deserve it. Yeah, but I get by like the $7 lattes at Starbucks. I mean, we can't be doing that multiple times a week. Why not? Can we? You can. It's $7. We got to win some more bets. You're a working woman. Like it would be (laughs) one thing if you're scraping by in college, but- this is the time of our lives where I go for the extra things. Like, remember, yeah, that's true. like, maybe you don't, won't get this reference, but back when I was younger, when I went to Chipotle, I was like, ooh, yeah, the extra can guac. I afford the dollar extra for guac? Yeah. And now I'm like, hell yeah, I can. 
And when I go to the gas station, I'm like on the side too. Yeah. When I go to the gas station, I no longer am like, okay, we'll do $15. I fill that baby (laughs) up because I'm an adult and I'm over 30. And those are the little luxuries that you appreciate. Like once you have struggled with money, like those things mean a little bit more. For sure. For sure. All right. You've talked me into it. I can go get myself a Starbucks uh, later this afternoon to get through today. Maybe I'll, you know, crumble cookie is right on the other side, across the street from me. Maybe I'll stop in there and get a cookie as well. All right. Those cookies have like 750 calories. I saw an article where they were like lying about their calories. And I was like, oh no, no wonder they taste so good. Oh, they're so good. So good. And I can never just walk in and get one. You have to get four. And then I eat at least two a day. And it's just, it's not good. I, I can't keep those in my kitchen and not eat them. Um, but Hey, I mean, getting up this early, I like your idea. You of grabbing yourself. You're right. The sweets is what's going to get me through the day. So I might have to do that. I would, I would prefer a cookie over a coffee actually. Ooh, my only complaint with crumble cookies is that they only sell like the large size cookies because they, in the display case, they have like the mini ones. They're like, those are only for catering. If you want a cookie, you're going to have to have a thousand calories in your belly. I'm like, God, just give me a normal size cookie so I can sample them all. Cause you're right. They have so many flavors. I would rather have like a smaller cookie and be able to eat all of them as opposed to like having to like use a pizza cutter to like cut myself like a little slice. Well, and you're never going to stop there. I've tried cutting them before. And like, then you get like a little square as a taste, a nibble. No, I, and you go back for more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're like, I'll just have a little piece. And then you come back five minutes later. And then before you know it, the entire crumble cookie is gone. gone. That's how the cookie crumbles, my friends. That is. All right, let's get to our best bets uh, because we got to make some money for all these cookies that we going to be eating. Time to place your bets. All right, Kate, since you are the guest, you get to go first, my friend. What is your best bet for today? I am going with the Knicks on the money line in Philadelphia tonight. Uh, If you don't want to take them on the money line, get them plus one and a half. But we did just talk earlier in the show. Short number here. Take them on the money line. Uh, Knicks are not fully healthy. Still missing Julius Randle and OG Ananobi, but healthier healthier than they were leading into the break. Dante DiVincenzo back. Boan Bogdanovich um, into the mix now. And Isaiah Hartenstein. And uh, having Hartenstein back is going to be big because... No Joel Embiid for the Sixers. So that front court's pretty depleted. I also like the Clippers uh, plus the two and a half tonight in Oklahoma City. Uh, that unit, that 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 team is just so good when they're fully healthy and they're fully healthy right now. Um, I don't have an issue with them going on the road. They already beat OKC once in OKC this season. Their one loss to the Thunder was on a back-to-back, a tough spot, no Kawhi Leonard. So a fully healthy Clippers team, I like them to cover tonight against the Thunder, Chelsea. Yeah, I like it. And I want to watch that game. All right. For me, I'm going to go to college hoops and I am banking on another good mid-major squad. Going to go with App State tonight, laying the eight and a half on the road at Old Dominion. This has been my formula. I'm looking for really good mid-major teams that are playing some much lesser competition. Right now, if you look at the mid-major top 25, App State sitting at number four. And it just so happens that they're playing Old Dominion tonight, who is not only bad, but can't seem to cover a number to save their life. They're 4-15-1 against the spread in their last 20 games. 
it feels like these two teams are miles apart. Uh, if you look at App State, their bread and butter has been their defense. And if you look at Old Dominion, their offense is already really bad, ranking 303rd in adjusted offensive efficiency. You meet that against an App State defense that's number 12 in the nation at limiting opponents to effective field goal percentage. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be tough sledding for this Old Dominion offense, even at home. Kim Palm has this game at nine. I will lay the eight and a half on the road with App State. I think they are the much better squad here. So let's go Mountaineers. Let's lay the eight and a half. Next up, we'll go to the third member of our Best Bets crew, and that is the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball. What do we have tonight uh, for our Best Bets? For me, I'll go first. What do we think of App State? Laying the eight and a half. Do we like it? Eight ball says outlook good. Now, Kate, Ooh. I was finding the eight ball. Which bet do you want me to ask the eight ball about? We got the Knicks money line. Did you already do the Clippers? I think you did, right? Yeah. Let's go with the Knicks money all line. Right. See what it likes there. Yeah. All right. How about the Knicks? Uh, a short line there. Kate's on the Knicks. Eight ball says, as I see it, yes. That is two Woo! for two, my friends. Good we like it. Ball. The eight ball. Uh, big fan of yours truly and Kate Constable filling in for Jenks today. All right. So how about uh, your BetQL five-star best bet for the day for insight analysis, historical trends, and more five-star best bets. You can just download the BetQL app today. Uh, in College Hoops, the BetQL model is taking the over 160 in Denver and South Dakota State and also laying the 11 and a half with the Pacers against the lowly Pistons in the NBA. All right. So up next on BetQL Daily, J-Rod uh, joining us right now. J-Rod, what is going on? Let's talk about your background for a second. What's going on back there? Who right, do you lot, have? What's happening right there? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a sales with any because, you know, we, we are in we're in crisis mode. Cell phones are down. SOS is happening there. We are in what? crisis mode. But, but yeah. Yeah. That's ATT, like the big thing. has got mode. like a, a, a cell phone outage. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in SOS mode, so look out. So how are we ever going to deal with it? So I'm, that's it. Everything must go. Bobbleheads, humidors, it, it, everything. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. This is it. No, but uh, Oh, I didn't know our phones everywhere. aren't working. You, has you, a nationwide working? outage. I would yeah, have never working. known. You've been working. Nobody ever working. texts me anyway. Like, it's like <laughs> from Jim Bree or well, like the children's place. I would oh, imagine no. if someone's call, if someone's calling you at five in the morning or four in the morning, you know that's something you don't want to pick up anyway. But right. um, yeah, we listen. Chris Mack and I, nine to twelve, BetQL daily. We're going to get into these award seasons as we're coming in the NBA, uh, AL West breakdown. And did you know the Raiders have instituted? Remember the Jordan rules for 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 the Pistons mm -hmm. and the Bulls. Well, the Raiders have the Mahomes rules. We'll get into that. When we, Ooh, uh, interesting mm -hmm. and good luck good luck doing whatever yeah good <laughs> luck doing whatever you think can stop patrick mahomes right? it feels to me that like maybe some other teams have tried it but i don't know good luck to you maybe Raiders, 15 yard penalty would, would be good to start I'm, I'm not that i'm advocating but i'm just saying 
<laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we'll see. But it will be hard to three-peat. Like, it's really tough to win three in a row uh, in the NFL when it comes to Super Bowl titles. Uh, thanks for stopping by, J-Rod. Uh, we will look forward to what you've got next uh, on BetQL Daily. Thanks for stopping All by. All right, ladies. Have a great show. Thank you. Yeah, a nationwide outage. Yeah. Did you know this? Like, am I, I, I that far deep in the show that I didn't even notice? I heard about it, um, <clears> but <throat> I don't have AT&T, so not a problem over here. Ooh, big flex there. This is yeah. the part where I would try to find a jab at Jenks for having an Android. Do you have an iPhone at least? an Android? Oh yes. my gosh. And he's Jenks, proud of it. What are we doing? No, I do not have an Android. I'm normal. Same. Uh, all right. Enough hating on Jenks. He's on vacation. We got to go. Uh, we will see you bright and early, 6 a.m. in the East here on the Daily Tip. Good luck on all of your bets. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday. You've been listening to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.